Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and now that we've been here at Longleaf Breeze for a year, we have much for which to be thankful. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of November the 24th, 2010. This is the podcast each year that we fully expect we will repeat the same theme, which is time for us to be thankful. And we do have a great deal for which to be thankful. We really do. I mean, I, I keep thinking about all these Thanksgiving um, hymns that we sing in the church that have a harvest theme. And this is the first year that I've actually had anything to harvest <laughs> that I'm still harvesting. It actually harvesting. means something now, doesn't <laughs> it? It really does. It just, it makes me, living here and, and doing what we're doing, growing vegetables, gives me a new appreciation for, uh, it's going to sound trite to say what our forefathers went through, but yeah, the very, the people who um, came to this continent uh, for good or for ill, you can, you know, I'm not going to debate the political um, issues with that because I have, a, I think there was a lot of um, exploitation and uh, misogyny and, you know, the list goes on of the crimes against humanity that occurred. But um, having said that, we're here now and we look to our heritage and so much of it was based on the the cycle of growing food for themselves preparing a, a soil plot uh, procuring seed planting seed nurturing plants harvesting food that's right now at this time of saving food yeah at this time of the year a lot of it is that all is safely gathered in ere the winter storms begin that line from we gather together just keeps popping back into my mind right now and as you and i have discussed we think it's very likely that more of us will be focused on those very elemental issues than have been in the past Yes. We are now coming out of a period during which we have essentially delegated to 1% of the population the task for growing food. And um, we think that's probably not going to be a workable strategy. Nah, not at all. In fact, I'm just, that's one thing I'm thankful for is that at this stage of my life, I am beginning to think in terms of the seasons of the year, what we can grow when, how do you gather it in, how do you store it, how do I, how do I survive? Um, I'm glad that I didn't wait any longer. Yeah, it would be nice if I had grown up knowing all this stuff, but uh, we're learning it now. And as our friend Don Cernak says, learning what is normal and understanding that normal is going to be increasingly elusive in the days to come, but it is helpful to begin going through cycles so you can say, well, this is what happened the year before and the year before that, and all of a sudden it's not happening this year. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. Um, and, and certainly we've learned just from the people around us. Well, we could even contrast last summer with this summer in terms of 
the presence of so many um, bugs, stink bugs were on the on the increase, squash, bug. squash bugs, um, and a lot of that was because we had an ex- exceptionally hot, and, and we've talked about that before on the podcast, right. a, and humid stretch that went on and on and and um, invited those bugs to hang around. So I guess we can be thankful for starters that we are farmers, that we are yeah. now doing this. Yeah. And, and, you know, it just left a warm, fuzzy all over me when I went into the storeroom, even though it's it's not supposed to be our food storage room, and I hope we will have a root cellar one of these days, but right now there's a shelf with a whole lot of winter squash and pumpkins tucked away on it. And, and a it basket just, of sweet potatoes. And a basket of sweet potatoes, all of which we grew, and that just feels great to see that. And you, the very first thing you mentioned early this morning when we were talking about the podcast, I said we probably need to be thinking about what we're thankful for. You said the deer fence. Oh, yeah. Well, that's one reason that we have um, pumpkins and that we have squash that have not been completely torn apart because we do have something this year that we didn't have last year this time, and that is the deer fence. And we are grateful that that is in place. It certainly has not solved all the problems of production, but it has allowed us to approach and deal with other problems. That's right. I harvested huge, beautiful collard leaves yesterday, which you cooked, most of which you cooked for dinner last night. And I was thinking back as I was picking them to last year when something, about as soon as a leaf would grow, it was eaten by something. It right. might have been rabbits, you know, deer, whatever. But we never got any big collard leaves because of that. So this was monumental to me. <laughs> you bet. It's just wonderful to have a little area, that a veg hill uh, enclosed area is about a quarter of an acre, which is plenty for two oh, people yeah. who grow the way you and That's I grow. That's one thing we've learned. We have plenty of land fenced in. Yes, quarter <laughs> of an acre is huge on, on the human scale. Mm-hmm. Now, if we were farming in a mechanized manner with a tractor and so forth, it w- we could use much more land than that. But the way we grow, quarter of an acre is plenty of it's land. plenty, yeah. Go I'm, ahead. Yeah, well, was, you, you were trying to get us to reflect on what we're thankful for. And the other thing I'm thankful for is my health. Not just, you know, I don't have cancer or some dreaded disease, but also that I'm strong and, and that I have good enough genes. I suppose a lot of it is just genetic. It is luck of the draw. But that I can get out and at my age, I'm not that old, but, you know, the point is I know people my age who can't or maybe wouldn't do this so that I've and, and you too I mean I, you can be thankful for your own health if you want to but I, I'm just reflecting that yeah, I'm glad that well, we're able body thankful for my own health and I'm thankful for your good health so right. and, and I'm sure you are thankful that I am healthy. I am I am what I'm saying is you can comment on your own feeling of stamina that I know you know if if I were not in good condition and Presumably, if you weren't in good condition, we couldn't do what we do. So that's something to be really grateful for and to pray that it continues. Exactly. To pray that it continues. We we don't have any guarantees, but we do believe it likely that the lifestyle we are now living is increasing the probability, at least, that we will mm-hmm. remain in good health for a longer period yeah. of time than if we had right. continued our suburban lifestyle. That's right. And the fact that we're growing, uh, just as an aside, Brussels sprouts, because that was one of the fun 
um, little, well, I know you want to talk about that later in the podcast, but they're really good talk for about you. It now. They're really good for you. And if we can grow them and then, you know, pick them fresh and cook them the way I like to cook them, which is very little cooking at all. I mean, enough to, to get mm-hmm. them Just soft enough to, enough to soften to eat. them up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Then that's actually an anti carcinogenic. Uh, I guess that's the way to say it. it. It fights cancer cell growth. So there's some good th- blueberries, antioxidants. We can grow all kinds of things that are really nutrition, nutritious and um, give you an extra boost to your immune system. Yes. So. And we control the manner in which they're grown so we know they're healthy. Right. And you and I take great pride in taking friends and family through uh, what we're growing and saying to them with confidence Anything you're interested in, you can pick it and eat it right now because it doesn't need to be washed. Right. No pesticides. It's ready to eat. And that you're right. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's a major contributor to our health is to know that for the rest of our lives, if we can keep doing what we're doing, we'll be able to eat the majority of our fruits and vegetables um, free of toxins or free of, of um, poisons mm-hmm. that might have been added to mm-hmm. them. So that's good. You bet. We are also grateful for our family, both the family uh, springing from our own children, plus our uh, parents and siblings, and um, it's just a a good group, and um, unlike others about whom we hear, you and I both get along with everybody in our family very well, and we always enjoy seeing them. I do. I love them all. that's a gift. And, you know, even beyond that, um, friends who are like family to me some of whom I've left behind in Birmingham, and I'll miss them, and they know I love them. Um, hopefully they do. I talked to one of them on the phone this morning. Shout out to Beverly. Um, but it's just they'll always be like family to me. And uh, I, last night I was <clears throat> reminded of that when one of our other, our former ministers actually at uh-huh. uh, Vestavia Methodist. Steve West. Steve West. I thought posed a really good question on Facebook, which was, so what are you thankful for this year? And I didn't have to think about it. Friends and family. I put that out there. And the ability to stay in touch with my friends and family over the years. You know, the fact that he was a minister at our church how many years ago? 20? 20s, <laughs> I've probably, lost yeah. Um, and, and yet we can keep up with him. On my, a daily basis. On a daily basis. Your high school friends, my high school friends. Your are, middle school friends. My middle school fr- Well, they were. it was called junior high. Yeah, we were in a junior high system. But exactly, our junior high and... Uh, people we've known since we were kids, but also um, our friends can keep up with what our children are doing and vice versa. You know, they can see baby pictures of Smith and I can see pictures of their grandchildren. And and it's just, so Facebook is a good thing. I'm not here to just put in a plug for Facebook, but any electronic means of of communication with, um, and and I have former students that I'm keeping up with from my years at Samford. It's just really, I am grateful for that. I'm grateful to live in an age when we can do that. And at the same time, this, uh, this technology that we are describing has allowed us to form new friendships with people we would normally never have contacted. Right. And I'm thinking particularly of, you know, um, Leah Hobbs and her family down in Australia, Tony Adrian over in Louisiana. Right. And then I have some friends like uh, John Lloyd Fillingham that I'm able to stay in touch with on Who knows Facebook. where John Lloyd Fillingham, where JLF in, is He is days. in Australia, in Australia also, yeah. even though he is uh, from England. So um, it's just really great to keep up these kinds of long-distance relationships. And, and 
while we're talking, let's go to the other extreme. We also have some new friendships that we've made here in town, mostly through our church. And so that's Episcopal something. Episcopal Church of the Epiphany. I'm so grateful for that new group of friends. And um, sweet, sweet, loving, caring people who yeah. have been a real gift to us here on mm-hmm. our arrival in a new community. And I love the church itself. I've, I've you mean the church in, building? No, well, I was thinking what makes it the church, um, the services, oh, okay. the liturgy. I've, I've jumped in with both feet to being Episcopalian. You would have thought I was one all my life, I think, cradle, as they call it. But <laughs> um, it's really... Yeah, we've settled into a very high comfort level with the Episcopal liturgy and um, way of doing things. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's something that, to know that in a year's time we've made that kind of a transition I really am grateful for that because this time last year I was still juggling that prayer book and hymnal and you know wondering when to kneel and I know now I know what to do. <laughs> and we're thankful that we continue to learn about what it takes to make all this work. You and I the started farm, on the steepest of yeah. learning curves. Yeah, the farm. And right. we're still on a curve. We're still learning. But it is interesting that um, increasingly now we are hearing things and thinking to ourselves, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And are able to explain how they work to other people sometimes, which is a lot of fun. And that leads me to think about the end of our Master Gardener classes. That, that December 9th Ooh. is our last class. Can you believe yeah. it'll be over? When that when they started back in August, it just seemed like we would be going to these classes forever, but it has literally flown by. I know, and we really enjoyed it. We were talking about that the other day, how we've enjoyed gaining the knowledge that we get from these extremely uh, qualified lecturers who come to us, but also the relationships. Our class is really bonded. Um, Apparently, a little in, in an unusually positive way. Apparently so. <laughs> From what I hear. It seems normal to us because it's the only class we've ever known, but uh, apparently our yeah. class is unusually chummy. Yeah, which is good. We enjoy and And so when you're working side by side with them in the garden, in the learning gardens, or on a field trip or whatever it might be, or just visiting at the breaks, it's really, it's really fun. In fact, we've been enjoying Master Gardener so much, you and I have thought about maybe becoming advanced master gardeners. Yeah, who knew there was such a thing as an advanced master gardener, but apparently there is. For those who are just too bushy-tailed to uh, leave well enough alone, and we may be in that class, it looks as if uh, there's an opportunity for us to continue studying to continue providing service, mm-hmm. uh, you were you've already yeah about a hundred hundred volunteer hours required. So there will be some additional service involved, and we will learn uh, a good bit more and uh, talk a little bit about what we might uh, focus on. When you when you become an advanced master gardener, you focus in a particular yeah. Area. Well, we don't really know enough yet to go into that. We're hoping that we can do something with organic. Yeah. Uh, specialties, organic fruit or, or vegetable. But we'll talk more about that in the future when we have a bit more information. Sure. Um, but let's look back. So we're sort of looking forward now. Let's look back for a moment to our summer garden. I did the dirty deed this week and pulled all the purple hull peas up. and um, It was tedious work. Oh, yeah. They were all intertwined with the... Uh, uh, their trellises and but you know that's part of what goes with it and they needed to come down and so many of those I called it an aphid fest out there <laughs> the aphids were all over the right <laughs> what was left of them um, and then you took down the trellises afterwards so that area is cleared out now a bit it's looking a little uh, 
barren and yeah. forlorn yeah, it's, without it's, the trellises in place. It's what happens in late November, though, I guess. Uh, but then we had some fun yesterday making more mulch. And a few days and before a few day, that. Yeah, we did That's it right. on two different days. We, um, you know, p- taking one implement off tractor and putting another implement on is not a trivial task, so we try to keep it to a minimum. And the other day we decided, let's put the chipper on, and once the chipper's on, then we want to use it. So we have uh, been working with the Wallenstein BX42 chipper and have a rather imposing pile of mulch out yeah. there. And it needs to season for a while. I mean, one reason we're going ahead and doing it, uh, we want to have a nice course. I've got a, some mulch left from the last time, but we're thinking at least six weeks or so because you don't want to put fresh wood chips in on your vegetables or That's anything right. gr- that you're growing because it leaches um, nutrients away. So here we are Nitrogen. at the end of November. So we're thinking by the middle of January anyway, we should be able to use yeah. that mulch. Yeah, it should be usable. Um, so anyway, that, that was one thing we did. We also have just been kind of monitoring our uh, fall veg, and uh, you did a little short video about the Brussels sprouts. You want to talk about that? <laughs> the fact that they're so cute. That we had these Brussels sprouts under row cover for several weeks and were not able to monitor them very closely. And then we pulled the row cover, and ever since then, you and I both have been fascinated by the Brussels sprouts. I've never grown Brussels sprouts before, and I, I, I have to admit my ignorance. I didn't even realize that they grew along the stalk the way they do. And, uh, but yeah, and, and our son tells us out in California at farmer's markets, you can actually buy a stock full of oh, Brussels sprouts. Oh, we've seen sprouts. them. I was in the yeah. farmer's market you've, and you've saw seen a stock yeah. of Brussels yeah. sprouts. But even in the farmer's market, when you see them, it's just the sprouts. You don't get a chance to um, see the, the leaves. Right. And that's what I think is so cute because they, the little sprouts form in the tiny little crotch uh, between the main stalk and the leaf stalk. And they just, they're kind of nestled there. It's just yeah, it is. They gotta be pleasant nice. to see. Uh, we still have our armadillos, unfortunately. I know we've talked about that before. And um, you try, you put the traps out, but, and, and some marshmallows to uh, use as bait. Apparently the birds have gotten yeah, the, the marshmallows. Yeah, the birds thought that was a great idea. They have uh, feasted on the marshmallows, yeah. but still no sign of the armadillo in our trap, at least. So we're back to the drawing board on, on yeah. bait. We'll keep you posted yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, it's, our time is up, and we need to say goodbye, hoping you and yours have a wonderful and lovely Thanksgiving holiday, and we will look forward to visiting with you next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.